Welcome to the TJI Preaching and Ministry Podcast, your source for all things preaching and ministry from the Jenkins Institute. This is your host, Jonathan Sanford, and now your friend, Jeff and Dale Jenkins. Thank you, Jonathan. It is great to be with you. This is Dale Jenkins. We welcome you to the Jenkins Institute podcast on preaching and ministry. Jeff, it's great to be with you today. Dale, good to be with you. I think you about almost got it down. You almost got the title down right. Well, you know, about three months in, we ought to be getting close, but it's good to be together today. What's happening in Dallas? Well, we're just, uh, it's getting hotter, and uh, summer is almost here. And like everybody else, busy times in the summer, but it's good to be able to be busy uh, doing things that we hope will be helpful to people. Yeah, summer brings a lot of interesting things. And of course, one of the big things for churches, it brings summer series and those are always enjoyable. And, you know, they've really taken on kind of a life of their own. I remember growing up, we had a couple of them, didn't we? But then they seem to really have taken off about the last 20 years or so. Yeah, it seems like it. I I can't, uh, like you said, I remember growing up, we did it maybe just occasionally, seemed like every few years or something like that. But now it's become a regular part of churches, it seems like. Churches are doing on Tuesday night and Thursday night and all during the week, and that's kind of fun to be a part of and always enjoy them and always appreciate the opportunity to get to know some good people. And it's love. It's lovely being a part of the church because it doesn't matter where you go, you're going to find some connection to where you preached or where you preach or somebody you know or where you went to college or somewhere, and that's always enjoyable to get to be a part of. Yes, it is. So, Dale, we're talking today about um, uh, preaching and about ministry and this uh, this week, as a part of our podcast, we want to kind of focus on ministry. Sometimes we focus just on the, the act of preaching itself and, and uh, information about how to be better preachers. But we want to talk, this segment is about ministry. And specifically, we're going to talk about how preachers can strengthen the church when they're not in the pulpit. Uh, Dale, I remember dad, our dad saying years and years ago, and I'm not sure I'm sure he got it from somebody else. I don't know who, but he said, uh, as the pulpit goes, so goes the church. And then uh, statements about uh, how the church, the congregation takes on the personality of the man in the pulpit. And so a lot of emphasis is put on building the church through what goes on in the pulpit. And that's a good thing. Nothing wrong with that, of course. But Jeff, you've got the other side of that where, I seem every once in a while to, I'll ask somebody about, you know, who they enjoy listening to or who their favorite, and they'll name a guy, and it's a guy that uh, you think, well, I've heard him preach, and I'm not really that impressed with his preaching, and then you begin to learn that that guy has really made impacts in a much stronger way than his Sunday-to-Sunday preaching, and that that is in his, his preaching away from the pulpit, his ministry away from the pulpit, and so what are some things you can do, Jeff? that helps you be an effective minister out of the pulpit? Well, we've got a, we've, we've come up with a list of suggestions and, and uh, I'm sure we haven't included everything on this list. And of course, if you're viewing this podcast, we'd love to hear from you and hear your thoughts about this. So uh, send them to us, but uh, we just want to hey, go. Jeff, Jeff, yes. guess what? We have a new email address. Okay, go ahead. Give it out. Cause I can't remember it. It's going to be hard for you to check it, isn't it? Yes. 
Well, we have a new email address we've gone to, we're working on, it's still kind of coming together, but we can, we can already use the email address. It's uh, TJI, which is short for The Jenkins Institute, TJI at thejenkinsinstitute.com. And so you can send us emails. If you have others you want to add to this list, and we'll try to put them somewhere that people can access them. But uh, Jeff, you had seven on the list, and that is kind of a perfect number, I think. All right. Well, we'll, we'll go with it and see how it goes. Dale, number one, we're, we're thinking about how we can strengthen the church and encourage and build the church outside of the pulpit. And so number one, we're suggesting be a Monday morning encourager. What do you mean uh, by that, Jeff? Well, a lot of times, you know, we, we try to encourage people when we stand up before <laughs> them on Sundays and uh, we, we welcome visitors and we do everything that we can to encourage good works and people maybe who are doing something special in the life of the church. But uh, what about on Monday morning? What about sending uh, notes of encouragement? What about making phone calls? What about making visits? What are, what are things, think about things that we can do as preachers on Monday, and we said Monday morning, but we mean throughout the week, of course, uh, other than what we do in the pulpit on Sunday. Yeah, that's really, really important. And uh, Jeff, uh, what are some specific things that, that maybe you've done through the years that have been helpful? I don't, again, nothing in my life is original, and I can't remember where I got ideas, but uh, for, for some time, uh, I've tried to write handwritten notes um, to people on Sunday morning who participated in the worship service. Uh, tried to uh, uh, thank the men who led the prayers and and uh, who read the scriptures and who participated in some way in the worship service. Uh, not an email, not a text, but a handwritten note. Seems like we've, you know, we do everything electronically, but there's something meaningful about getting a handwritten note, knowing that somebody took the time to do that. So that's one of the that things we've tried to do. I've never heard that before. So what, what, what are some things you've tried to do, Dale, to encourage people on Monday? You said not electronic. I'm going to go electronic. I began at the start of this year every Monday morning uh, before 7 a.m. I always try to have it in people's email box by 7 a.m. Send everybody in the church uh, a prayer. I write a prayer for their work, week of work or school or whatever they're involved in and concentrate typically on one area of life. Uh, this week it was on uh, being an example of honesty and integrity in front of the people, a prayer to God for the people in the congregation. And I pray that prayer and send it to the whole church. And so that takes just uh, you know, about 15, 20 minutes, I guess, to write that and pray it and then to send it off. And uh, it's a way to hopefully get people's week started off, work of week started off on a positive spiritual note. So just for clarification, uh, I'm assuming you don't send an individual note to each person. You write a note yeah, to the no, whole church. Okay. No, you're, you're, you're right. Okay, okay. Well, I just want to make sure. Okay, all right. So, uh, all right. Okay, number so, two. Number two, uh, go ahead. Well, and, and Jeff, I learned this one from you, and, and I guess you probably learned it from Dad, and he stole it from someone else, and Dad, and that person stole it from someone else. And originally, I think it was stolen from the Apostle John, and that is to contact all visitors. Now, Jeff, uh, that's a rather vague statement, isn't it? Contact all visitors. What do you mean? Well, uh, again, there are many different ways that people do this. I, I know you, you all have a kind of a unique thing that you do 
and I'll let you tell people about that. But uh, uh, we we send a letter from the minister to all visitors uh, every week that uh, when when we get the visitors list, and then we also send emails to uh, all the visitors from all the different ministers in the church, and some of the elders send emails as well. We have a, a wonderful lady in the church here who who uh, contacts visitors through by making phone calls to everybody who leaves us a, a phone number. And so, um, uh, you know, some churches we have at times tried to, to make visits to every visitor. It seems like that's becoming increasingly more difficult in the society. That we live. You just don't find people home, do you? It's difficult to find people home. And, and sometimes it uh, seems like in a mobile society that uh, – <laughs> If people are home, they don't want anybody come knocking at the door on Monday night, you know, or Tuesday night. It may be the only time they get to be able to be at home with their family. Yeah, and even, so, even ten years ago, it seemed like I found more people at home than I am now. I'm, I'm just, I'm not finding a lot of people home on Monday night when we head out. Right, and and so there are many other ways that we can we can contact visitors. All right, we do it. We do. Uh, you said email. I try to do a, what I call a video email to visitors, uh, and that is uh, kind of neat. I just uh, use my video camera, and I send a message that just says, uh, you know, Bob and Sue, thank you for visiting with us Sunday. Appreciate you being there. And if they've got a preschooler, I'll say something about, you know, some programs we have coming up for the preschooler. If they have a, a child that's a high school student, talk about that. Or if they're empty nesters, talk about something that group is doing. So, you know, I try to personalize it for them and then give them an invite back. I do that on Tuesday uh, because I want to lead into Wednesday with it for them. And, and Dale, I think the key here is not what you do. The key is uh, doing something. And so, so uh, whatever opportunities you have as a minister, whatever whatever ways you can contact people and you choose what works best for you and what you think works best for, for your guest. So the idea is contact the guest. All right. Number three on the list. Uh, we're talking about encouraging the church. We're talking about building the church when we're outside the pulpit. And so um, I've written down, visit the widows and the shut-ins. Uh, Dale, in our society, uh, more and more, it seems like that, that the elderly, the elderly are being left out and they're being overlooked and they're being ignored. And uh, this is something that, uh, this idea is something that has always been important. As you go back to scripture, even in the days of the New Testament, one of the first difficulties in the church was that, uh, that the widows were feeling like they were being neglected or at least some people thought the widows were being neglected. And so the apostles appointed men to, uh, to be involved in that. Uh, the scriptures tell us that we're to visit the fatherless and the widows. And so um, we need to pay attention to people who are, who are struggling in the latter years of their life and who are alone and many who don't have family. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And it is easy as we get older to feel like we're being neglected. Uh, even maybe if we're not, it's easy to feel like we're being neglected. And so one of the things that we can do is we can make an impact on those people and it affects more than just them. Uh, it doesn't matter. It is very rare. You'll have a widow or a shut in that doesn't have children or grandchildren or, or nieces or nephews or neighbors that will be aware that you've done that. 
and then that makes a good impact for the church in the long run. So show up, uh, uh, excuse me, visit widows and shut-ins. Jeff, number four, <clears throat> I love this one, and, and I'm so glad you came up with it. Show up on Sunday with a few people in mind who you can minister to whom others might overlook. And I think that is so very vital. Uh, it takes a little bit of effort on our part. And the larger the church, perhaps the harder it is. But think about some people who have struggled or are struggling that others might forget. I mean, if, uh, if, if uh, your associate minister's wife has cancer, everybody in the church is going to minister to her. And that's great and wonderful. But what about that person that uh, is lonely and you know it and, and you know they're struggling, but maybe it's not, maybe they're not as public or maybe they're not a person that's really a very nice person. And so people kind of skew them. And so, you know, you show up with them in mind, hey, I'm going to go out of my way to talk to Miss Smith today and to really let her know that she's cared for. And you make a huge, you maybe make a larger impact on that individual that not many people are impacting than you would if you were impacting that person that everybody's rallying around. I think about the fact that um, oftentimes the preacher, you know, is the first one at the building on Sunday morning, and uh, usually that's typically the case. Uh, I'm, I'm usually one of the first people there, and I can tell you at our congregation, I can tell you who are going to be the other first people who are going to be there, and I'm thinking of a, a little old lady who lives uh, not far from the church building, and she's going to be one of the first people there on Sunday. She sits, of course, in the same pew every Sunday, and uh, she'll sit there for, you know, a couple of hours by the time she's through with Bible class and worship, and very few people are going to speak to her. And so think about people that, that kind of sit in a secluded place, maybe not surrounded by friends or family, uh, and, and go find those people and sit down by them, put your arm around them, uh, ask them how things are going. Ask them if there's anything you can do to help them. Um, find uh, find some single person who who doesn't have, who isn't married, who doesn't have any children or any family around them, and talk to them. As a preacher, you know better than anybody else who those people are, and so find those people and, and figure out a way to to minister to them. And Jeff, review your sick list. Uh, look over, you know, uh, when I was at Granny White, and, and you can do this maybe in different places, different ways, but we, one of the things our secretary did, and I don't know where I got the doubt, I think I got it from Don Williams, make a calendar <clears throat> that is an annual calendar, just one calendar, and put any important dates on that calendar, and by that I mean, you know, Miss Smith, Sister Smith's husband died, you know, January 20th. 1999 and you put that on the calendar January 20th 1999 and that calendar is a perpetual calendar you keep adding to it and then the week before that that Sunday you just kind of look over and oh man this is probably gonna been a hard week for Miss Smith I need to be sure and speak to her or you know this baby was born three years ago and you know this big birthday and you know just just some things like that that, that will make an impact on people that uh, make you aware of what's going on in their life Jeff move on all right number six uh Pay attention to the kids. Well, you know, that's we number five, actually. Oh, I'm sorry, number five. Okay, yeah, number five. Pay attention to the kids. Uh, we talked about the widows and the elderly. Uh, the same is true of kids. Uh, it seems to me that uh, one of the greatest things that preachers can do is pay special attention to the children. Uh, children love when their preacher talks to them. 
They love when they know their name. They love when they ask them about activities. Uh, they love when they know what's going on in their life and they're concerned about them. And when you pay attention to the kids, you win their parents and their grandparents and all of their family. And so uh, take a few minutes. Uh, preacher, when was the last time you went over to where your teenager sat and uh, just went over and talked to them, asked them how school was going, asked them how their jobs are going. Uh, some of them, if you do that this Sunday, they might pass out because you've never done it before, but that'll be all right. Uh, take time to talk to the young people, to encourage the young people, and uh, let the children know that you love them. Well, Jeff, uh, we learn as we go, don't we? Uh, I remember when I first started preaching, and I was preaching in a little church of under 100 members, and, and uh, <clears throat> we didn't have anybody working with the young people. <clears throat> I don't mean we just didn't have a youth minister. We didn't have anybody working with the young people. I was a youth minister and the preacher, so to speak. You remember those days, too. And I would go to Little League ball games and T-ball games and things like that, and then for years after we started having youth ministers, I stopped doing that. And I uh, just, you know, I thought, well, that's his job. He takes care of it. But I've started doing it again the last couple of years. And, man, those kids just light up. And, and it's not because of you. It's because their preacher showed up, and it means something to them. So, you know, you may make an impact. You don't know about something even as small as showing up at somebody's, you know, volleyball game or something so or their soccer game. So, yeah, pay attention to the kids. and. I believe the master of this in my life is Jerry Elder. I've seen him over and over and over again show up at, uh, I mean, on, on Sunday morning. He seems to know everything happening in every child's life. It doesn't matter if the child's four years old or 14 years old. He knows what's going on in their life, and he connects with them. And, man, that is a great example. Jeff, number six, refuse to talk negatively to members about elders. Uh, I mean, aren't, isn't that what we're supposed to do? Aren't, I'm a little confused here. Well, yes, of course, that's what we're supposed to do. And, and I would add, and when we were making these notes, it hit me later on, uh, that ought to be refused to talk negatively to members about anybody. I, I thought the same thing, but I thought I was going to let you go with it. I mean, why, you know, we, we uh, but, but I think, I think specifically here, uh, sometimes, you know, elders make mistakes and they don't, they don't get everything right, and uh, just like preachers, we don't get everything right. We make mistakes. We don't want people talking about us in a negative way, and we shouldn't be talking to members about the decisions that elders make and about the choices they make and the things that they do in a negative way. Uh, we ought to build up each other. The Bible is very clear that, uh, that, that we're only to speak things that are positive in nature uh, when we talk to others, and so, so don't. Uh, don't talk negatively to, to anybody in the church, really about anybody else in the church. It's easy to get in a rut, and I've seen members that do it, and it becomes almost like a feeding frenzy of negativity where they just start, uh, you know, they fall into this rut of, I don't like this, I don't like that, I didn't like this, and they get together, and suddenly before they realize it, they're just kind of being, you know, uh, church pew critics. So don't talk negatively about elders to other members or to other elders or to anybody else you can keep from it. All right, Jeff, you're up. Number seven. Number seven, and we've mentioned this briefly, but uh, send notes of encouragement and to people who need to be encouraged. Thank you notes to people who've done something uh, that you appreciate. Uh, again, uh, I know it's hard. To, it takes time to sit down and write a a handwritten note to people to thank them 
but it'll be time that's well spent. But at least, you know, at least send, send an email, send a text uh, to encourage somebody to let them know how much you appreciate something they've done for the church or for you. And uh, appreciation goes a long way in building the church and strengthening the church. And it goes a long way when it comes from the preacher as well. And indeed. Uh, okay. And Jeff, uh, that takes us through this list of seven and we're right at 20 minutes and that's kind of our goal. I want to challenge the folks listening today, pick out maybe two of these as you've uh, listened to them. If you looked at this list for this week and, and put a reminder on your calendar, on your to-do list of when you're going to do this this week and maybe do it for the next week as well. Pick out two of them. Jeff, why don't you run through the list one more time for the folks that are listening? All right. Very quickly, be a Monday morning encourager. Uh, take the time to let people know you appreciate them. Number two, contact all your guests who are part of the service on Sunday. Uh, number three, visit widows and shut-ins. At least, you know, pick up the phone and call them. You not, might not be able to make visits every week, but pick up the phone and call them. Uh, communicate with them some way. Uh, number four, show up on Sunday with, with some people in mind that you can minister to who others might overlook. You know, those people that uh, get lost in the crowd, those people that get ignored sometimes. Uh, number five, pay attention to the kids and young people. Uh, number six, refuse to talk negatively about uh, uh, elders to members or about anybody to anybody else. And then number seven, write notes of encouragement and thank you notes just to let people know you appreciate them. Outstanding, Jeff. Thank you for this list today. If you've got things to add to it, we hope you'll add them to it and uh, send them to us at tji at thejenkinsinstitute.com. Uh, Jeff, I uh, hope you have a great week. Hope everybody has a great Sunday. And if you'll take a couple of these, you'll be more endeared and make more of an impact on some folks' life. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, we look forward to being with you next week on the podcast again. And may uh, God richly bless you as our prayer for you.